1: So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com.
3: This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global.
2: Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
1: Up next, The Truth with Lisa Booth, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. President Trump taught the Republican Party how to fight back. That lesson is crucial today as conservatives try to save America from the creeping nature of communism and socialism in the country. But make no mistake, we're in the fight for the future of the country. So who better to talk to than an actual fighter who recognizes what's actually at stake? This is The Truth with Lisa Booth. really excited for this next guest you may well you know him from the ufc and you also might remember the fact that you know he really went to bat for president trump during the 2020 election rather uh so jorge mesvital uh thanks so much for joining the show today i really appreciate it
3: thank you so much for having me
1: so you know you're one of the top ufc fighters number five in the welterweight how did you get into fighting
3: I started since young, and it was like the only thing that that uh, captivated my mind and attention span. I I didn't care much for anything else, you know. Literally since, and this was a a fatal attraction since young. You know, I would just watch kung fu movies all day on Saturdays with my father, and just be attracted to combat sports, whether it was wrestling or boxing it it just uh captivated my mind every time and um more of a person that's a doer than a watcher so i i saw enough of these films and i was like man i'm a kung fu star as well and then i just started training and and training led to competing eventually and i'm doing what i love to do for for a career i love it
1: was there anyone that you looked up to in fighting
3: whether it's Uh, boxing or, or anything else numerous Latin boxers that there were up and coming around the time and stuff, a lot of great American boxers as well. Um, Boxing was definitely a a lot of those guys I looked up to, and then the UFC came to be, and then I was like, wow, inspired by the UFC. A lot of wrestlers, too, that I I liked a lot growing up. Um, Hell, yeah. I mean, just combat sports in general influenced me.
1: Personally, have a little bit experience with it because my older brother used to practice wrestling moves on me. So I, I mean, not, not quite the same, but uh you know, he would like watch WWE and then jump off the couch and clothesline me. So.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know the feeling. Man. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. um So you know, your dad left Cuba to come to America. What's his story?
3: He left at fourteen years old. Him, his best friend at the time, and his best friend's uncle got uh they found tire tractors and out of that they made these makeshift wraps with the inner tubings and you know eventually they uh they hit the sea they were at sea for like six days they they didn't get to america but they got to the bahamas and from there they got extradited or the virgin islands i might be getting it wrong now um and uh that's it his life in america starts you know he gets sent off to some government housing and and that's it. He's on his own, you know, basically since like fourteen, fifteen.
1: You know, how did that impact you growing up, knowing that, you know, kinda of hearing his story from Cuba, knowing that he fled there?
3: Well, my dad is just one of them. Um he had like five, six brothers, uh a sister and then nieces, nephews, cousins. So I'm I, I'm I'm knowing all of them, I'm hearing all their life experiences. And uh my dad got locked up when I was around four years old and he didn't get released till I was twenty two. So how I grew up with him was um to the institution, you know I had to go visit him or have phone calls and uh, and I would still he would always still share all his all his knowledge that he knew about the corrupt system of Cuba and others like it.
1: What did he tell you about Cuba and why he fled?
3: Uh, when I was young, it'd just be like, Things like don't give up your freedom, you know, it'd be like a lot of little jokes, you know, um, in the beginning, like, oh, you're lucky you're not in Cuba because you couldn't even choose your favorite color. And then as you start to, like, get a little older, you inquire more like, hey, what do you mean? Are you serious about that? What's going on? And then they would tell me how they'd take people's freedoms away, how they'd, uh, a strategy that we see nowadays, especially more than ever in America, is how they pin everybody against everybody. They wanted the farmers to hate the people in the city. They wanted the people in the city to hate the farmers. And then the, everybody to just hate everybody. The rich, they hate the poor, and the poor, they hate the rich. With that confusion, that divide and conquer, the government can make their their moves uh, a little bit smoother, you know?
1: Oh, I totally understand you know, so you kind of talked about your your dad, you know, he went to prison for a little bit. I know that you you sold beads at seven to help your mom make ends meet. You know, you slept in the car for a period of time. There seems to be this sentiment in America right now, particularly young people, that they just deserve things, that, you know, everything should be handed to them. Clearly, you've had to work very hard to get to where you are. What would you say to those people who just think that things should be easy or or that they should just have things handed to them?
3: I think they should keep waiting with their hands out. You know, just don't expect nobody to give it to you. Don't expect, like, raise the taxes on me for you to get, you know, some stimulus check for you to buy a Christmas present. I, I don't feel like that. Like, I, I won't put my burdens, my work on, on the next man or woman. You know, I'll go get it on my own. If not, then I don't deserve it. Uh, I, I think, though, you know, I, I shouldn't be saying this because they'll crucify me like and other things, but I I think that the system in play right now is is – Allowing for that behavior, that type of psychology to, to blossom more and more and more, just like how they did in Cuba, where they're indoctrinating our children not to just, you know, if you stare at the iPad all day, you should be rewarded for some reason or something like that. You know, I don't I don't know. but I think we're seeing it all across the board more and more how, how they're indoctrinating our children to, to believe in the system, to rely on the government. The government's going to do everything for you. You don't have to do anything, blah, 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 blah.
1: Is that why you got involved? Because I, I know you got involved. You sat on the panel for Latinos for Trump. You spoke at the rally for Fighters Against social, Socialism. You know, why did why did you want to get involved and in try to help President Trump for 2020?
3: For starters, I love the Constitution of the United States of America. I think it is some beautiful literature. I think the, the, the founding fathers that wrote it were so ahead of their time. They also knew the, the, the lifestyle that they were living in, the tyranny that they were under. So they were trying to prepare us and keep us safe from that not to ever happening and so i i think the constitution is like one of the more beautiful things ever so any president that upholds it to its core to the to, to everything that it is because obviously it's not broken we're the greatest country in the world why try to fix it all these politicians they want to destroy the the bill is just it's nuts to me you know so i think president trump of all presidents i've seen he's upheld it the most he, he's a real American patriot. He's out looking for America first, constantly in his business tactics and his foreign policies and everything. He's looking out for USA first. When you do that, then we can start fixing a lot of the that we have. I don't think we can fix all the problems overnight. you know. So I just, I'm a huge Trump fan supporter.
1: When you had talked about how your dad was telling you about, you know, communist Cuba, about sort of that class warfare of trying to pit people against each other. Right now we're seeing so much division, you know, racially in this country. You've got like a lot of politicians and the media really trying to drive, you know, those racial tensions. Like, why do you why do you think that's happening? And and what are your thoughts on all that?
3: Divide and conquer uh, a million percent, you know, Latin people against Latin people, black people against black people, white people against everybody and, and Asian people. You know, once you once you start that discord, it's it's so much easier for the government to come in and and do their bidding while we're fighting with each other, you know, whether it be through the back door or right in front of our face, you know, we're too occupied with, with things like that. When what we really need to do is unite and stand up to, to those bad situations and those bad men, you know, before they keep taking our freedoms away. So, I mean, especially, I don't get it how people don't get alarmed. Like we're, we're going to get that double tax now. Right. So now if let's say you made a million dollars for the round of a, for the sake of a round number, and then after you pay taxes, you keep six hundred thousand dollars. Then after that, you go invest that money. You're gonna get taxed on that money again. Like that, that's not right. You know, we we've been doing things a certain way for a long time to help people become rich so they could give more to the economy, make other people millionaires. Like it, it's just the way it works, and now they're they're doing this is just shady. It's like they want us to rely on them the whole time, and that's that's a recipe for a bad formula when you rely on the government.
1: Well, and that's also going to be frustrating for you, because, you know, as I, as you know, we were talking about earlier, I mean, you've really you've worked for everything that you've had, like nothing was handed to you. You know, you you had a, you know, a tough upbringing, right? But you, you made it happen. You worked really hard to now become, you know, number five in the nation for welterweight to become this huge success story. So it's got to be frustrating to see that and, you know, basically see, you know, the government trying to take and take it.
3: It's- it's but it's crazy. I mean, you know, when I was working at like fast food jobs or something like that, then I probably wouldn't mind it as much. But yeah, you know, now, now when uh, you get further, you figure out the system more, you put more hours into your craft and you finally make it. Now the government's going to come uh, double and triple tax you. It's it's nuts.
1: More with Jorge Mesvital after the break.
0: Imagine getting in a hot, stuffy car in the summer. You know how it cools off much faster when you roll down the windows first to get the hot air out? Well, that's exactly how an Easy Breathe basement ventilation system works removing all the musty, damp, stagnant air and replacing it with fresher, cleaner, drier air. Take charge of your air with Easy Breathe ventilation and get $250 off today. Ask about DIY kits. Visit takechargeofyourair.com
4: or call 866 822 7328. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 50- years.
2: Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
1: When it takes a while in your industry to sort of, you know, get to the top, right? And you you said that you were working at fast food. You know, what kind of jobs did you have? What was that like, like the hustle of trying to get to the top?
3: Well, when when you're first like fighting, not now when I first started, it's a lot different than what it is now. There's more money, more sponsors, more competitors, so you, you could um you could be a lot more active fighting. When I was coming up, it it was uh it was starting to get popular, so there wasn't this big money behind it or all these um TV networks behind it. So basically, you live at the gym as much as you can because you got to stay in shape, and and you're taking a lot of short notice fights. What I mean by that, once you get to the UFC, you, you have time to prepare to tell you, hey, can you go in eight weeks and you have an eight-week training camp or something like this, but at least you're going to get a decent notice of six weeks to ten weeks for for each fight. When you're kind of in the freelance, you might take a fight in two weeks. You might take no fights for a long time because there just is not no fights, you know, so you are just constantly, like, at least me at the time, I'm just taking whatever comes my way to make ends meet, put some money on the table. And uh, it's not easy a lot of times because you, you have to go to the gym in the morning or at some point you have to have a, a, a nice, good gym session where you're going to push yourself to exhaustion. You're going to be tired. You're not going to want to do anything but eat and take a nap after. And then you're going to have to do that session again at night or something like that. You know, you're know, you going to have to do your technique or some type of strategy. It's it's usually twice a day that we go. Some people go a little bit more. Some people go a little bit less. But in between those sessions, you still got to make income because you're not you're – not, you're making like – ten thousand dollars a year as a fighter when you're first coming up like you know you're making fifteen hundred to show fifteen hundred to win that's three thousand dollars if you win out three fights maybe you made nine ten thousand dollars for the whole year you know so not uh it's not like a a Saturday gives you a lot of options so you got to learn to hustle you got to learn to work whether you're having a part-time job and then two training sessions a day and then after that you're teaching classes teaching individuals for like very very cheap, how to how to either better themselves in health or in fighting, and you know, I used to charge like I don't know, like fifteen dollars an hour, or twenty dollars an hour for a private lesson, just to make ends meet and put some money on the table. So
1: now, when you there was a period when you're sleeping in your car, was that when you were trying to train and and sort of you know get your your feet in the industry? No,
3: that, that was at all phases. You know, um I mean, it was like budget cuts. You know, like, like I said, the first like. Seven years of fighting was very like uh, as far as money goes, it's it's, it's not where you want to be at. You know, you're, you're not seeing no money even if you're beating up big people. I have to do a lot of work for for a little bit of money. It's it's not easy. And um, I mean, I, I would just do budget cuts, really, to tell you the truth. Like, let's say I I had just enough to pay for six months of rent and barely have food or i could just stay in my car and have a lot more food things like that okay i'll just stay in my car for these next 6 months and make it work you know things like that is is what what would happen but it's just um it's just like a budget cut i feel it you know it's just just making it happen just just doing whatever it takes to get your goals accomplished and that's why i, I like the republican party
1: no, that makes a lot of sense. What did you learn during during some of those struggles?
3: Uh, one that I'm unbreakable. I I mean, life, since I've been a child, life has uh has thrown some curveballs at me, and I'm still here smiling. So I I know I'm unbreakable, and that's that's just the way that God uh intended for me to be. I think from the struggles I've had since a young young man. So um, a lot of these struggles, I just knew it was like. It wasn't permanent. It was just I'm passing through here, you know. Whether I was in in a very uncomfortable place, or I was in a in a car, you know, or or in a hotel in a nice five star hotel, I knew that um what I wanted in my mind and nothing was going to change it. I wasn't going to get distracted. I knew I'd be here one day.
1: I think that's an awesome message because you know we're kind of making like Kids Week these days, you know, and and basically. Making it easy on them and and teaching them to not face adversity and trying to really insulate them when you know you learn your best life lessons when you're presented with challenges.
3: a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It goes back to even those, uh, like if you're getting bullied for for you to go tell your teacher or something like that, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You know, if you're getting bullied, you should address enough. If you can't handle it on yourself, then yeah, but I i see it in school how it is what they tell my, my children and stuff i don't think it should be that way
1: so there was a lot of you know like dana white the ufc president uh, as you know colby covington a lot of ufc fighters seem to be supportive of president trump why do you think fighters were so drawn to him
3: well that guy colby's just a tool he'll say anything just to get his name in the headlines he doesn't if you ask him like uh Policy that Trump put—that's his favorite—or or, or what's going on right now, currently in the political atmosphere. This guy's an idiot. He just says things to get on headlines and stuff, and to create what me and you are doing right now, talking. But he doesn't know anything about um anything.
1: All right, so he's so noted. He sucks. We got <laughs> got it. How do you? I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know him. I don't know anything about him. So I, yeah, I take your word for it.
3: He's just trying to get pictures with Trump and say things like that, but he doesn't actually like know about policies and stuff.
1: All right, so we're 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 in collaboration. Then he sucks. I'm I'm with you on that. I don't know anything about him, so whatever. Uh, so okay, so how do you think? You know, obviously you wanted President Trump to win. That didn't happen. What do you make of the Biden administration in the past 100 plus days that he's been in
3: office? Um, goodness, I want to say it and be like, I don't know anybody they voted from, but to all they did, I told you so. I mean, it's just a joke. It's, it's a lot of things that we already knew were, were going to happen. Gas immediately shot up, uh, and there's no real explanation for it on his end. You know, uh, there's a border crisis. Um, the stock market is doing horrendous, and it's going to keep doing worse. Now he's going to – if these things are serious, what he's going to do with the car stuff, uh, that could be another shit show. You know, it's, it's it's crazy. I know there has to be a time for, like, future and doing different things, but I think the way they're doing it is, is not the right way.
1: Do you think you're warning against, you know, socialism and communism coming to America? Do you think it's here? And do you think it's growing under the Biden administration?
3: Definitely. It's it's definitely here. I'm in Miami, Florida, which we're right in between Venezuela and Cuba. So it's like people don't talk about it like the ones that, that come from there, like not too proud because this is obviously a city against it. But there's a lot of undercover communists that come from those places here. There's a lot of undercover socialists that are here, you know, and. And as uh, those movements are getting stronger, it's starting to be more and more vocal. And I'm seeing it even in my own city. You know?
1: So President Trump, uh, you know, you look at Florida, he won 45 percent of the Latino vote. He improved his margins from 2016 to 2020 in 78 of the nation's 100 majority Hispanic counties. Why do you think his message resonated with so many Latinos?
3: I, I think not just Latinos, but people trying to work and get after it. You know, you, you work hard. You finally, at the end of the day, you have all your coin collected and then you're gonna have to give it to an entity that that you don't know why. Like, I understand we gotta pay taxes, but there's a certain point where we're getting taken advantage of and and the revolution's gonna start, you know? And I think that's what Trump was firmly against. He was like, "I'm, I'm gonna let you make your money and then I'm not gonna tax you on that money so you can go invest like everybody else is. So you don't have to bust your ass all day long doing whatever it is that you're doing because at the end of the day your money has to make you you know. Now if we're getting taxed here, we're getting taxed there, it's freaking nuts. Uh a lot in the media they tried to spin it like like nobody wanted um Trump's policies and stuff. But a lot of people that are online for the paperwork to become a a, a resident here in this country don't want to get skipped by some illegal immigrant. They 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 don't by somebody just decided to hop on over. They don't want to get skipped, you know? So a lot of people did like the peace of mind that it brought, that there was a system in place.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing, because it's really not fair to people who are trying to do it the right way. And it has nothing against being against, you know, whoever trying to come to the United States. It's just like there's a process in place and it's unfair to people who are trying to do it the right way.
3: I think I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, there's so many Latin people that I spoke to about this and they were just not having it and just you know a lot of people that had family members older people that they their their parents couldn't just come on over and cross the border couldn't swim through a lake or whatever it is that they had to do or, or make a make sure that they had applied by papers and they were on the list for a long time you know and things happen and they get skipped you know so i think a lot of latin people man we just work hard we used to working harder than everybody else for half the price so when trump was shining some light on us uh the lowest unemployment rate for Latinos ever. I mean, how could we not like them, you know?
1: We're talking to
0: Jorge Masvidal. More from him after the break.
2: Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
1: So you've spoken out against President Trump being banned on Twitter. Why do you think he was banned?
3: Ah, uh, The same reason why they're going to ban me pretty soon is because he's just saying a lot of it is the truth. And it goes against... The people that are in control. We, we we firmly see who's in control. It's all one big conglomerate. How do you say that word?
1: A conglomerate. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's like it feels like everyone against conservatives or everyone against Trump supporters.
3: From from social media to like the big TV networks like CNN, like the more conservative views you have, the more you're like immediately targeted and, and stuff like that. I mean, I'm, I'm Latin and I get... All day long, messages about how racist I am and how I gotta do that to my people and this and that. I'm like, wow. Some people really don't understand or want to understand history. You know, like they didn't they didn't go through history lessons and stuff. How
1: much how much hate did you get for supporting President Trump?
3: Oh, a lot, a lot, so freaking much on an everyday basis. Um, but this is not like hate. Like somebody coming to my house or doing things like that. This is just like online people just being cowards. You know.
1: Although I think people showing up at your house would probably be a dumb move.
3: <laughs> probably a dumb move. I have guns, dogs, Florida police department, you know.
1: Well, you also know how to fight. <laughs> it's
3: like... also know how to, no, but that, that's the last thing you got to worry about. because Somebody comes to my house, it's the dogs and the guns coming after you.
1: So that's, uh, you know, message to the haters, uh, you know, stay away. But I agree. I agree with you. It, it is kind of scary watching all of this happen in the country because, I mean, first of all, people weren't really outraged as much as they should have been with President Trump getting banned from social media. And you had banks stop doing business with him. I mean, that that is anti-American, what they did to him. And it didn't really get as much uproar as it should have.
3: Because they they shut it down with the same the same people that got him banned the same people shut it down. What I don't understand and why I always be outraged is that means they could do it to you two dummies. That means they could do it to me. That means they could do it to anybody if they did it to him. And that should offend people and bother people like, hey, wait, this is not cool for it to happen to anybody. Because what was he saying that? Oh, I won the election. Whether he won it or not, that's that's nothing uh, to get banned over for in every social media. But we understand why.
1: Oh, totally. but I mean, it is scary because it's like if as you it could be you, it could be me. I mean, I know I say things that the left doesn't like. I mean, i I do it almost on a daily basis,
3: oh yeah, I mean, yeah, the left there's not a lot of things that the left agrees with nowadays, I think,
1: but why do you think they're so vicious? because it's like conservatives don't try to do that to Democrats, but Democrats, it's like they they want to destroy someone's life simply just because they don't submit to, you know, a progressive dogma.
3: Socialism. And and then which turns into communism and stuff, you know, and they're all like at the same bottom of the horseshoe, you know, like it's, it's the same uh, thing where they might socialism or the like Gustavo or all these places might start in different you know theories and or or why they're doing this hyper nationalism or whatever they'll call it but it ends up being the same for controlling power it, it, it just you know it, they can't get the power by like talking to somebody and having a debate and getting people to come over to the side so they have to invoke the government they have to invoke hate and violence and stuff you know it, it's always that i always see it more on the other side democrats infringing on our our freedoms you know it's crazy it's like man what's going on what happened to republicans you know as re, and uh and the republicans that are hearing this we got to get tougher and smarter man if not 10 years from now it's gonna be another venezuela well
1: and that's why people don't understand who support socialism or who support communism or authoritarianism and you know whatever people want to call it but that's what they don't understand is they, they think somehow it like empowers the people but it only empowers the government and the people in charge
3: It does not ever empower the people, but it's it's a beautiful, poetic, you know, speech that they give away, and and some people are desperate and they buy into it, you know.
1: So this is kind of random, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. So the there have been calls to boycott the twenty twenty two Winter Olympics in China because of the you know they're a communist country, egregious human rights abuses, Uh, they're committing genocide right now against the Uyghur population. As an athlete. I mean, what, do you, what do you think about that?
3: I think it's crazy what's going on um, in the concentration camps. If it's true, if it's 100% true that they're rounding up Muslims and Christians, I mean, what the f—you know, like, what's, what's going on? You know, I, I think more than a, than a boycott should be at play, but China controls a lot of the world in sports, in real estate, in precious minerals and stuff, so I, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, China has too much money, and money runs the world. But, as an athlete i i would uh, I wouldn't mind standing against them, just being like, "Hey, man, uh, answer these questions. why are all these people locked up in concentration camps?"
1: Why do you think so many athletes like we look at what's going on at the NFL and the kneeling, we look at what's going on in the NBA with the kneeling, we look at what just happened with major League Baseball. Why are so many of these leagues and so many athletes you know going weight woke and you know sort of Heading towards that leftism and progressivism,
3: because uh, the corporations that are handing out these big sponsors and themselves, the 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 corporation that they work for are are probably in bed with these woke movements and stuff. You know, from like sponsors to to I don't know the people behind the scenes pulling the strings. Because a lot of it just doesn't make sense when you look at the stats and stuff. It doesn't. It's it's like I don't know. A, it, it, it seems like Corona started and we hit the twilight zone so much faster. It just overnight we woke up and we were in a different dimension. I actually,
1: that's you know, a re- like radical yeah. Thoughts kinda, radical
3: thoughts became kind of radical thoughts became kind of like the norm.
1: Well, and I I agree with you, and I I think that's when a lot of people started waking up in the country because I know a lot of people probably like yourself. I interviewed a guy, Maximo Averas. Al- Uh, Who came here from I'm sure you know who he is He spoke at the RNC convention And I talked to him about communism And so obviously for you guys Who have family Or you know he left Cuba You know you see things That people maybe don't see Who aren't as familiar with it But I, I think for a lot of people Just looking at the past few months Seeing the way that the government Has dictated how people Can live their lives Have shut down businesses Have shut down communities Have shut down churches There's sort of been this awakening In the country uh, of the dangers that, you know, communism might really be in America right now. And are we ever truly going to be a free country again?
3: To uh, so all my Republicans, listen, it's time to go. It's, it's time to, like, you know, start fighting back hard in and, and every aspect of the world. You know, the same tactics that they're doing to us, we got to do them back. You know, we got to fight for freedom.
1: So right now, uh, you know, you've got the so you just launched the Bare Knuckle Game Bread. Well, actually, first of all, how did you get the nickname Game Bread? Like, what's the what's the origin of that? And that's a lot cooler nickname. I've never really actually had a cool nickname. But what's so what's the how did you get that?
3: Game means the ability to fight through pain and fatigue. It doesn't mean how good you are fighting. It just means how much you're willing to fight through the pain and fatigue. And bread is like uh, if you got a Cuban mom and a Cuban dad and you're bred to have a Cuban.
1: Got it. Um, uh, so you just launched the bare knuckle game bread fighting championship. What can people look for for that? What is it? What can you tell my audience about it?
3: It's gonna be what people found me for and, and fell in love that that hard in your face, no gloves, you know, just find out who's the baddest, who's the toughest guy in the cage that day, you know. And, and it's uh, it's how I got discovered to the world. So I'm trying to do the same thing, just I'm going out there and I'm just we're going full circle. You know, this is how I came to be, how I, I made a living for myself and my family, changed my life around. Now we're looking for the next guy who wants to change his life around, give it all in the cage and, and keep pushing forward, you know. So it's going to be violent. It's going to be um, aggressive style MMA, you know? And we're only looking for finishes, so it's definitely going to be explosive.
1: When's the first fight?
3: Uh, we're the, it's in between June 25th, 26th, 27th. We're, we're, we're working on the dates. We should have a hashtag soon.
1: Where can people find information about it?
3: Bare Knuckle MMA, June 25th. You can download it on the Bare Knuckle app. It's a subscription-based service. However, for what you get out of that, if you're a fan of combat sports and you want to see gore and violence that's the app to have so june 25th here in miami is gonna be the first bare knuckle mma event we're promising a uh, a good show definitely worth you know the five bucks or ten bucks that it costs to subscribe so that's kind of the uh that's kind of the meat and potato of of the bear knuckle
1: knee. Awesome, hey Abe, how's it going? It's Lisa. <laughs> doing great. Awesome. How are you? I'm doing well, and I just have one more question for Jorge, and then uh you know I know he's got a busy schedule, so I'll let you guys go. But I just wanted to ask him what's what's ahead. What else is ahead for
3: him? Well, right now, just recover, rest, um get in the gym. I'm in the gym every other day right now, but uh slowly we'll get back to like full contact. Meaning that I could I could take blows and give him right now. I can't I can't. Uh, Take any blows. It's like a medical procedure when when you get knocked out. So we're taking it very seriously. We're going to do everything they say. And we're targeting to be back October, November, December will be the day they would come back. And then after that, the ball will stay rolling. We'll just stay as active as possible.
1: Do you think you're done politically or, or do you think you'll get involved in the future?
3: As long as freedom is at stake, I will always be involved. All right. Once I feel like uh, once our freedoms are 100% back, you'll see me go away.
1: All right jorge i really appreciate your time thanks so much
3: god bless have a good day
1: you too i want to thank jorge Mazvital vital for a great interview and i want to thank you guys at home so so much for listening and making this podcast all right I want to thank Jorge Masvidal again for a great interview. I also want to thank you guys at home for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave us a rating. and If you enjoyed today's show, please leave us a review and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at at Lisa Marie Booth. also want to thank our team, producer John Cassio, writer Aaron Kliegman, researcher Margaret Smith, And executive producers, Debbie Myers and Speaker Newt Gingrich. Teamwork makes the dream work with Gingrich 360 Network.
0: Imagine getting in a hot, stuffy car in the summer. You know how it cools off much faster when you roll down the windows first to get the hot air out? Well, that's exactly how an Easy Breathe basement ventilation system works. Removing all the musty, damp, stagnant air and replacing it with fresher, cleaner, drier air. Take charge of your air with Easy Breathe ventilation and get $250 off today. Ask about DIY kits. Visit takechargeofyourair.com or call 866-822-7328.
2: Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Cuma.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway the great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side Action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network,
4: for the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase; it's a culture, and the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry